Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Tongue. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. You're out, you're about, but you want your Dan Patrick. Well, good news, he goes everywhere with you. If you miss the show, you can podcast it. If you want to see the show, just go to Peacock and we stream it live every weekday. Watch past episodes, too. The Dan Patrick Show, available anywhere you are, any way you want it. Welcome to the Dan Patrick Show. I love Dan Patrick. Oh, my God. Home to the biggest guests and best sports talk on radio. I love it. One of my favorites. Mm. Normally, home to Dan Patrick. Hope you'll miss us. But today, Dan and the Danettes are off. Don't see another radio show behind my back, please. And filling in, it's Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. It's good. There we go. It's good. <laughs> Broadcasting go. from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Greetings. Welcome inside. Good morning. The Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith and my best friend, Mike Harmon. What's going on, brother? Nice Buddy, quick I'll, turnaround. I'll tell you, we live in a different world. When people went to bed last night, it was one world. And now everybody is woken up to the new reality today that they never thought was possible. I didn't know. Did I get transported to another Marvel Cinematic Universe world? Well, it's still a couple of days before Cocaine Bear comes out. So it, it, it is. That. Well, the world will change again that day, too. But it changed today. Oh, okay. It will change again on Friday. But it, I mean, that's a big change. But it changed. I mean, change because now we live in a world yeah. where Derek Carr is a future first ballot Hall of Famer <laughs> with the New York Jets. Not just a Hall of Famer. Not just a very good, uh, you know, because that's people getting the Hall of Fame now. Yeah. You're very good at the Hall of Fame. No, no. This is when you're first ballot Hall of Famer. You are one of the best of the best. Now, this is the world we live in where Derek Carr could be a future first ballot Hall of Famer with the New York Jets. And that is a much different world than people went to bed to last night. I got to be honest. I, I wake up to that kind of news and I look around. I mean, it's cold here in Southern California. I know that's going to be the talk of the day. High winds, rain, ton of uh, snow advisories. So just like the rest of the country, at least for a moment. What do you uh, have, the Doppler out? No, no, no. Give me the weather for the rest of the week. Give me the weather for the rest of the week. What do you got? All the, the point was that it's a topsy-turvy world. And if the, it's going to be cold in Southern California, there's going to be precipitation. Remember, there was the song, because it never rains in Southern California. They're lying. They lied to us. And now you're telling me in this world, in this new reality, that there may be an opportunity for Derek Carr not only to be a Hall of Famer, not only a Hall of Very Good, but a guy who could go to the penthouse alongside primetime Deion Sanders? Color me intrigued. Now, listen. Now, listen, before we get into that, I mean, tell me, Dallas, do I need a jacket when I go out this morning? Am I going to be would. okay? You I would. Mean, we- uh, you know, it was only a, a brisk 42 degrees okay. this morning. Again, for the rest of the country, I, I know they're laughing and saying, well, things under their breath that I'm not going to do for FCC compliancy. But the idea is in Southern California, you know how it brings everybody to a crawl? Mm-hmm. And that's I'm, where I'm, we're at. I'm, okay, I'm just, I just didn't know that overnight you turned into a meteorologist. Well, that, that's you know cool. what? And they did me a solid. And, they, and Joel and company, they put on 
They put on some uh, local morning news for me here in the this, studio. This isn't this is a new world. <laughs> Mike Harmon went to bed. Radio host. He wakes up. Meteorologist. Oh, oh. I'm trying, look, I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to expand my horizons. I think I'd look good with my, you know, being able to mm-hmm. point, especially if I get some good work in on my delts. I, I could be pointing towards, you know, the mountain range and saying we're going to have some heavy weather there. And all of a sudden I look like Arnold uh, and Franco Colombo posing and pumping iron. See, I'm picturing you more like Brick Tamblin with uh, just muttering around your, your house going high-pressure fronts, high-pressure fronts, high-pressure. Yeah, that's you should more pro- likely the case, but, you know, it's entertaining for You should everybody. probably just lay low for a while. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you should just lay low. I do have a trident. I think you should do. Uh, but what is it? Wait, what, is, what are we talking about? Derek, Derek Carr, Hall of Fame. Uh, according to ESPN's Diana Rossini, uh, Derek Carr, who had a big visit with the Jets oh, over yeah. the course of the weekend, everybody liked everybody. My timeline, people are sending me pictures of, here's Derek Carr at dinner with Robert Sala. Jason, how do you feel? I'm like, I don't want Derek Carr. But everything went so well, and according to Diana Rossini, she said on ESPN yesterday, late yesterday, that the Jets told Derek Carr, if he comes to New York and wins, he could be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Derek Carr, not bridge quarterback Derek Carr, not the guy who got waved by the Raiders, Derek Carr, first ballot Hall of Famer. I can't believe David Carr has not been all over NFL Network the last 24 hours going, look at my brother, my brother, first ballot Hall of Famer with the American flag and and busts from the Hall of Fame and just big speeches from years past from guys going in. Hey, Hall of Fame. Pictures of Brady who's going in in five years, replaced by Derek Carr. I can't believe we haven't seen that. Future first ballot Hall of Famer, Mike Harmon. What a world, what time to be alive. Well, you know what? It is early here West Coast. They might be prepping the graphics for that half-hour infomercial <laughs> to air a little later on this morning. Hello, now, America. Do you believe listen. in dreams? Do you believe in hope? <laughs> and hey, you're on the path to greatness by my book. I watched the Jets put two guys in the Hall of Fame on the same day. The Jets. Don't tell me anything is impossible. Don't tell me dreams can't happen. Hey, in, a, in an hour span, I watched the Jets get two Hall of Famers and get the Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year's name. So, yeah, dreams can happen. And not only that, I can tell you exactly how Derek Carr can become a first ballot Hall of Famer with the Jets. You ready? I could do it. I could do it. You've looked into the you, future, buddy. crystal I can ball do it. kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you I walked the earth. You were walking around the beach like you were in the hello video by Lionel Richie all that time ago, <laughs> pondering your future. Wow, you remember you remember Lionel Richie's hello oh, video? Oh, it was a fantastic video. Like, I remember the White Snake Here I Go Again video. I don't remember the, the Lionel Richie I'm hello I'm a deep video. thinker. What do you want? That's, that's <laughs> Hey, you want to see those great videos? No, I want to watch the deep thinking videos of long, sweeping camera angles and not big time cuts every three seconds. Um, Tell me you didn't want to go out of your way to try to replicate that that bust that was made of Lionel Richie in that uh, video. I, 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 I don't remember the video. <laughs> Funny, I don't, I don't. Now, come on, you want to talk to me about Tawny Katane, and here I go again in the car. And I, yeah, we can talk about that. That's Are fine. we really going to go that. down the Tawny Katane, Chuck Finley? Uh, just, no, no. Was, this early in the morning. I what are you doing? I didn't bring up, I was talking about just the video. because you're Okay. Here's how Derek Carr becomes a future first. I'm trying to protect you from yourself okay. right here. No, but but no, but here, but it, it was brought up, so it, we yeah, have yeah. to talk about it. No, I mean, she spoke it into existence. Here's how it happens. You go to the Jets. Think about this. The Jets. Yeah. Not, 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 not the Steelers who have won Super Bowls. Sure. Not the Cowboys who have won Super Bowls. The Packers, the Patriots. No, no. You go to the Jets and win not one but two Super Bowls, you're going to the Hall of Fame because you're, you brought the Jets a Super Bowl. Anybody who goes to A, the Jets, or B, the Lions, and wins two Super Bowls as a quarterback is going to the Hall of Fame. It doesn't matter. Look, Eli Manning's going to the Hall of Fame. He wasn't great during the regular season, but the guy won two Super Bowls, sure. and he outdueled Brady, and he had two-minute comebacks to win each one. So eventually, yeah, he's getting into the Hall Couple of Fame. A couple of the most iconic plays in the sports yeah. history happening get- in those Super Bowls. Absolutely. He's getting in. Derek Carr will wind up being – he will be feated for many iconic things. You go to the Jets, man. This is this is like a, not, not just a once-in-a-hundred-year lifetime thing winning the Super Bowl with the Jets. This You do it twice, yeah, you're going to the Hall of Fame. 
you have the career you're having now, which, you know, been the Pro Bowl four times, and, and you assume that if he's going to, you know, go to the Super Bowl with the Jets, he's having somewhat of a decent year, and in a year where Tyler Huntley goes to the Pro well, Bowl. I mean, he was a Pro Bowler this year. Yeah, he'll get a couple more selections. You're talking about a six, seven-time Pro Bowler, two-time Super Bowl champion with the Jets. Yeah, you're going to the Hall of Fame. Derek Carr will go if he brings the Jets a championship because it's the Jets. That'll happen. This is really a, a special kind of thing because – you haven't seen the playoffs since, what, 2010? It's been a while. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute. And all of a it's sudden a you're jumping to the, yeah. hey, look at us. Multiple Super Bowl victories. I like that. That's positive thinking. That's culture changing. Yeah. Literally for the Jets and for uh, American culture. Because you want to talk about a stick-to-it, try-hard American flag waving behind you. Maybe David Carr out there is your cheerleader and your hype man. Then this is this is the story for you. I mean, this is you could sell this in Hollywood right now. This would be the great Kurt Warner story got nothing on this. Oh no, no, no. This is the I best mean, story out. He goes from a guy that ran through coaches and GMs and everybody's made excuses for him for nearly a decade. And he had a couple of good years, right? He had that one year where everybody miraculously stayed healthy as a member of the Raiders and he was looking to be the MVP. And then suddenly Snap! That was it. It's broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, look. And it all hey. it all went asunder, and now we're looking to climb that mountain again. Again, Doppler radar says blizzard warnings in Southern California. <laughs> but we're looking at the You're insane. The idea for the Jets. Look, everybody has history, right? As individuals. All of you out there, wherever you may be listening, thank you for being part of the program this morning and giving us a few minutes of your time. You all have your history individually, where you came from, how you grew up, what schools you went to, relationships along the way. Maybe you got married, maybe long-term relationships. Maybe those didn't work out and you're, you're moving on into another phase. You deal with people at work, children, your parents, all of that you, you've got to deal with. Likewise, We've got history. We've got identity with NFL teams. You brought up the Steelers. You brought up, you know, say the Patriots in, in the same division. You've got history. You've got great history. You've got top-of-the-mountain history. And then you got the Jets. You've been climbing low these 50 years. And a lot of slipping. A lot of slipping. Maybe running into an offensive lineman and getting forklifted. You've got a lot of history. This would be a new path. This was like you went to the store and you bought the best gripping shoes you possibly could find, and you finally climbed to the top of the mountain, plant your flag. That would be Derek Carr here, first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't see it, but I like it because it's an American tale. See, now I'm picturing that. I like that. A big photo op of Derek Carr climbing to the top of Mount Everest, planting a Jets flag at the top, waving to everybody, taking off whatever, you know, parka he's wearing. He's got sure. kind of number four Jets jersey on. Well, no, what would be it. the equivalent of climbing the stairs in Philadelphia when you're Rocky? What would Derek Carr do uh, in New York slash New Jersey? Uh, Is there a would, trash heap or yeah, no, no, something no, there? No. Come on, man, dude, come on. He Landfill would that he no. can go climb up? No, he would climb. Don't, come on, don't insult New York like that. He would climb the Joker steps. That's what he would do. <laughs> would he do the oh, dance? Give me some of this landfill they, stuff. They did that with Seth yeah. Rollins as a uh, teaser ahead for WrestleMania just, 39. He would just climb up the Joker <laughs> steps and dance all the way up and look at me. And he'd be wearing number 12 because he would say, you know what? I want number 12. I want 12. I, that's what I want. I, that's the number I want. Joe Namath would give it to Aaron Rodgers. No, screw it. Give it to me. And he would change his accent. Instead of being the southern accent that he's had for some reason the last few years, he would now have a completely New York accent, and he would adopt it right away. Be first press conference as a Jet. Derek Carr be busting out that accent. It would be all over the place. So his transition is easier than Austin Butler's? Should very, they go oh, to the same uh, speech person in, in Hollywood to try to help that transition along? Or does he just hang out in the bodegas? No, just listen to me. Just listen to me. Get there. Hey, uh, Derek, welcome to, welcome to New York. Uh, how do you feel? Hey, listen. Hey, Samini, Costello, all you guys. Yeah, you know what? Blank you guys, all right? Oh. I've, been, I've been this guy for my entire life, and now I'm a New Yorker, okay? So now I will beat you up. I will, I will beat you and you and you. Come on. Give, give me your worst. Give me your worst. I got it right here. I got it right Wait, uh, Derek, you never really spoke like that before. No, I did. Don't go find something on the internet, you joker, that, that shows me talking not like this. You can't. It's all been scrubbed. Everything's scrubbed off the net. This is me now. Let's go. What do you want to talk about? 
I heard. I just heard someone talk about a bodega. I you, know, you bring it up. I'm I'm a new. I've lived in New York my whole life. Look, here's superimposed video of me uh, in somewhere in New York. Right here. here's me at the Statue of Liberty. Uh, here's me. Here's me over here. Look, look at me. I'm getting a sandwich over here. Look, this is me. I've been a New Yorker. This is me in my whole life. What are you talking about? Don't make fun of me. I'll make fun. That's exactly what he would do. Well, you want to assimilate, and you really want to make sure you're embraced by the locals. I don't know if doing a, a 180 from a southern accent to there is necessarily going to oh, work. Oh, sure Because you really got to back that up with your play. It worked for and, Brian And if you Kelly, then become yeah. a, a first ballot, well, I mean, it worked for Kelly so long as you win games. Yeah, well, dude, and here's the thing. Is, is it exciting to get Derek Carr? No, not really, but if, if it's like you have a flow. It's like I have a flow chart up in my house. Okay, who is your new quarterback? And you put the name in, and then, then it says, is your quarter, quarterback Zach Wilson? And then, it, you know, one arrow points to a smiley face and one arrow points to a frowny face. So I would point to a smiley face because it's not Zach Wilson. Okay, that's exciting. And then we go down down the flow chart from there. But that's the number one thing. Whoever they sign is going to be better than him. So, okay. A lot of potential suitors out there eventually. But to put it into the, hey, the Jets had this wonderful meeting, potential first ballot. I mean, that is one of the greatest sell jobs ever. I don't know how you do it with a straight face. If One, I mean, you, you saw the, the video uh, of Rossini trying to say it uh, on air and, and nobody could keep a straight face. But the person of the Jets, it's like, all right, look, how much do you know about the team's history? I don't know. I'm new here. It's like, okay, we're going to need... Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You to really pump up this sales pitch 
talking about how he could be a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's like, am I getting extra money for the day? Am I changing my title? Yes, we're going to make you seem more important today because you're going to have to say this and you're going to have to say it straight face because we're really doing a sell here. And then, of course, David Carr was more than happy to run with it. Oh, dude, he's 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 become he's become a WWE hype man now. He's not even like a like all his quotes now about hey, here's Derek's free agency is going to be uh, done uh, over a long period of time. It's like okay, he's the guy they talk to. He's Paul Bearer now. He's like le- he's like leading Derek Carr to the ring with the ashes of former Raiders quarterbacks. Ooh, here's Jeff Hostetler. Ooh, Jared Stidham. Ooh. I mean, this is what David Carr's become. It's no, insane. That, that's pretty good. Over the last six weeks or so on our show in the evening, that has mm-hmm. been. Kind of what I've been watching with David Carr and scratching my head. You took it to the full Paul Bearer mode. Complete with ashes. Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike, it's swollen dome. Just get used to that phrase. Derek Carr, future first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. That's just weird. For the New York Jets. He's led the league in four categories, you know. Well, and one of them's positive. One of them is positive. The other ones aren't positive, but one of them is positive. So that's good. Well, the long road begins with that first step. It'll work. First ballot. Hall of Fame. First ballot. Hall of Famer. Uh, phone number is 877 on Fox. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. Coming up next, hey, we got a special guest stopping by to tell us um, what teams are going to wind up with Shohei Otani, maybe by the deadline. Dodgers, Mets. Ooh, keep it right here. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, and my best friend Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. We got more NFL on the way. Hey, look, the Dallas Cowboys are doing something really interesting that Dak Prescott probably doesn't like. Uh, We got that coming up in a few minutes. Right now, joining us on the hotline, MLB Network, Fox Sports Radio, Baseball Insider Extraordinaire, to tell us how it's either going to be the Mets or the Dodgers for Shohei Otani in a few months. It's John Paul Morosi. JP, what's happening, buddy? Good morning. Uh, This will surprise you, Jason, but there actually are 28 other teams in the major leagues. Allegedly. Besides those two. Yeah, but... But they spend all the money. Nobody else has the money they do. They get all the cash. That's why, that's why I don't know. It sure seems like the Padres have a, a decent amount of money these days. And and uh, and maybe they will make a, a play for a show if they can't sign Manny Machado long term. How about that? You know, what would you make of that when, when, when Machado says, hey, I'm Because, you know, Jacob DeGrom did it last year and said, I'm opting out. That was his stance all year. He opted out. He went someplace else. Uh, wh- why this from Machado? He's getting paid a decent amount of money. He's doing this. He thinks I can get actually more from somebody, Steve Cohen, or somebody else is going to say, yes, give me that cash? Exactly. I think that his calculus is that because of uh, now being in a, a new basic agreement because of now having Steve Cohen uh, w- with his interest in, in all the superstar players bidding up the, the, the value of, of players across the major leagues, uh, it, it has changed the market. Uh, it, certainly inflation could be part of that as well when you, when you think about the larger economic forces, but you, you line up all of those different elements, and, and for me it's a pretty clear demonstration that the market has changed and when you're performing at an MVP level, as Machado has, it, it allows you to potentially maximize your value in a, in a different way. And I think Manny sees the landscape. He sees how much his own team, the Padres, uh, just spent on Xander Bogarts. And he says, hey, we have to have a bit of a market readjustment. And he's, he's so confident in his own abilities, Jason, that, that I think that he, he sees the end of the season and, and realizes there's a pretty good chance he'll be able to do even better than he just has with the Padres. And, and does he have an interest in, in going somewhere else? Uh, it'd be right now hard to imagine a, a better competitive situation than the Padres because of, of just their interest level and in, in, in getting better and winning a championship and the roster that they've built, uh, the, the base of talent they have. Uh, there are not going to be many teams that have a better chance to win. You might argue some of them out east with, with the Mets and the Phillies and uh, you know, that, that group out there and the Braves, but, but I'm not sure if any of those teams would say, with the exception of the Mets, because they just tried to sign Correa, uh, maybe that would be a spot for Manny. But to me, he is exactly taking the right approach. He believes he can reset the market, and I think he probably will. 
JP, to that, let's pivot back to Anaheim and the Otani situation. Obviously, Jason trying to uh, bogart everything in the sporting universe. Derek Carr is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and Shohei Otani is inevitably going to be a Met. That's what he's trying to do. Listen, uh, we'll get Xander Bogarts, yeah. too, you just said. Sure, you just got, keep we piling him whatever on. Whatever you want, we can have him yeah. as well. So with Otani, you know, Artie Moreno did the exploratory uh, services and looked out at the sale and all, and, and now he's back. And does it change the calculus of how this uh, approach is, or do they need to put results on the field to convince Otani and his agent that they want to stay there? It's the latter. That There is no team in baseball with more pressure on it to win in the first half than the Los Angeles Angels. They need to have a strong first half to even justify keeping Otani past the trade deadline, let alone signing him to a long-term deal. If they are 500 or, or below, around the middle part of the year, uh, it's going to be a real challenge for them to justify taking this all the way to the offseason and, and taking their chances to sign Otani then when they would have never been able to demonstrate on a consistent basis their ability to, to win, uh, as uh, on a postseason level at least. And when you think about Otani, at the end of the year, he's going to be able to take his pick of wherever he wants to play. Whatever large market team, whatever competitive team, whatever World Series team he wants to play for, everybody in the world will make room for him. Because let's think about the positions that he plays, DH and starting pitcher. No one has five starters better than him, and no one has a DH who's better than what he can do on the offensive side. So he is a fit for everyone in a way that that Machado – may not be uh, with certain teams that already have a third baseman in place or a, or a uh, depth of infielders. There's no such thing as a depth of starters like Otani. No one has that. Zero teams have that. So everybody wants him, and he will look at the situation with the Angels if you, if you assume and sort of follow along with this, with this scenario in which they're not competitive. Why would he resign? He can take his pick and sign for half a billion dollars anywhere that he wants to go. And so uh, the Angels face extraordinary pressure to, to show him in the early stages of the season that they can find a way to compete. Maybe, maybe he still re-signs with them, but the only way that I see him re-signing with the Angels is if he believes that that, that that is one of the top five teams in the sport entering next season. Because I do believe he wants to win, and he's going to have so many high offers he doesn't have to sign anywhere but a team that has a legitimate chance to win the World Series in 2024. See, JP, I don't know that it's, it's a matter of if with Otani, but it's just when. Because when you're talking about free agency and wanting to get there, he, he knows that, listen, the Angels will try to give, we'll give you as much money as you want, right? We want you to stay. You're our star. When you're talking about free agency the way they are, hey, he's earned that right, they've already basically said, listen, we're going. It's just a matter of if the Angels are competitive, maybe they keep him past the deadline, right? Maybe they keep past the deadline, and then he leaves in the offseason. And if not, they'll trade him by the deadline just to make sure they get something for him. So right. I don't look at it as if. I think it's just when. It's either at the deadline or it's, or it's a little bit less than, than, than five seconds after the season ends where teams start getting ready and, and, and getting ready to clear the decks for Otani. Right. Well, and I think, too, I'll say this, like he might, he, there's probably a scenario, and I want to respect the Angels here, there's probably a scenario where he would get to free agency and, and ultimately stay with the Angels if by then they have the high offer and if by then they've proven him that they can win. Those are two pretty significant ifs, but that's within the realm of possibility. Now that he's this close to free agency, I, I would agree with you that I see no scenario in which on some random day in June, we all wake up to the news that Otani has signed a 10-year, $500 million extension with, with the Angels. I, I just don't think that's going to happen. I, I really don't. Because he's so close to the pot of gold uh, this, this offseason that why not play it out? Now, now, the one thing that I would say that we have to keep in mind, and, and this is, I think, with fully acknowledging the historic level of performance that he's had in the last couple seasons, He's also one, one muscle strain away from profound uncertainty here because th- this delicate balance that he has of being an elite pitcher and elite hitter lasts only as long as his peak health does. And I think we all understand that every, every elbow and 
every arm of every pitcher uh, has an expiration date. And so this, this won't necessarily last forever. And I think that's, that's kind of the riddle here as to what, what they'll do and, and how they'll manage his innings and how he will manage himself his own workload because he now has to realize that every, every start carries inherent risk when you're talking about a payday of half a billion dollars potentially at the end of the season. So this is one of the higher stakes years for both player and club that we have ever witnessed in the history of Major League Baseball. Just the way you lay that all out, i got to get down to Anaheim a couple times to make sure I get my Otani pillows, right. shirts, and jackets, and everything sure. else they're going to give me. Right, <laughs> and, that, and that's where I, I'm a big believer, guys, that in sports, when we're around legitimate greatness and people who are doing things that have never been done before, whether it was Aaron Judge last year in the home run chase, you know, so many things had to line up for him last year. He sets the American League record on the in the penultimate day of the season. I was fortunate enough to be there covering it for MLB Network. We got to remember that we're watching the greats to ever do it, and and to never take it for granted because this stuff does not go on forever. Right. And uh, I I do think that why we love sports, why we love talking about sports, whatever the sport happens to be, you know, don't don't just assume that oh we'll have. 15 years to be able to watch Mahomes do what he does. We all hope that's the case, but go out and buy a ticket and watch him play. And I think that's, that's how I look at what we're seeing right now with, with the likes of Judge and Otani. Well, let me stay on, up the five here and take us to the fun and exciting world uh, of the, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Or I guess I, I could just take the 110 or, or one of those. But the, the idea being that uh, you've got a lot of change with the Dodgers, Kershaw is your fixture, but no more Justin Turner. Some of the familiar right. faces are gone. San Diego spending an extraordinary amount of money to fight with them. Uh, what what are we expecting here for Dave Roberts' squad here? Because uh, I don't I don't hear the same uh, hype and bandwagon effect that we have for the last decade. Great question. Still an excellent team, and and I would say that that if it's actually kind of a curious point to me if you look at it and say who is truly the favorite to win the National League West in, in 2023. Because you could argue that, that there have been certainly some changes, yes, with the Dodgers. They've lost Trey Turner, which is a huge loss for them. They also won the division last year by, oh, I'm checking the math here, 22 games, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> they they're coming. The they're in the rear view. <laughs> by 22 <laughs> games. Okay, that is a lot. <laughs> that is a lot of games. Okay, and so while I agree and, and acknowledge that the Padres plus, so the Padres plus Bogarts and plus Tatis whenever he comes back, and the Dodgers minus Trey Turner. Okay, that that's pretty significant. That closes the gap. But twenty-two games is a lot of games, and uh, I'll be really curious to see how things play out. Of course, the Dodgers still banking on Kershaw giving them. Maybe 170 high caliber innings. They don't have Walker Bueller. They do have Julio Urias, who now has to be, I think, the Dodgers' ace in full. There's there certainly is a shift in the balance of power, but the narrative that the Dodgers are all of a sudden this, you know, this like near retirement age team, uh, I just don't buy it. I mean, their farm system is too good. They've got some young players that are coming in. I think they, they can really bank on Gavin Lux being a, a legitimate frontline player. Again, to your point, there's no Trey Turner, there's no Justin Turner. It's a, it's a different era for the Dodgers. They don't have Walker Bueller. The number of players on their, on their team that you see every day and, and say, oh, yeah, I remember when that guy won the World Series with them in 2020, there aren't as many. In fact, there the Boston Red Sox now include Kenley Jansen, Justin Turner, and Kike Hernandez. It's like the Dodgers alumni team over there at Fenway Park. <laughs> so uh, it's a different team. But uh, to me, if 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 there are fans that are going to say, "Well, it's it's clearly the Padres' choice," I I I don't think that that's the case right now. I think it's a very very close race between the Dodgers and the Padres, and and the Dodgers have more young talent than you realize probably and it's just been that that talent has been kept out of triple a for a couple of years and whether it's vargas and others they're now ready to come up and make an impact to the major league level he's on twitter at john morosi that is at john morosi mlb network fox sports radio baseball insider extraordinaire jp as always buddy thank you for your time my friend we'll talk to you soon 
My pleasure. I, I fear that I did not mention enough about the Mets during the course of this conversation, Jason. I hope we can still be friends, and I hope we can still talk uh, next week about where things stand, okay? Yeah, yeah. When, when the Mets buy Otani next week, we'll call you right back. We'll, 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 get, we'll get you right back. Find a way to do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, nice, one, $1 billion. Can I yes. just put $1 billion out there? Uh, the old cash transaction, I wouldn't put it past Steve Cohen. I was going to say, JP, don't, don't rule that out of existence. <laughs> Take it easy, JP. It is true, uh, he, though. No, it is. Cohen but, would know, do it. Listen, and, and, that's, and that's the big sea change that teams have had in the offseason, especially the Dodgers, right? Because now with this, the, the push last year, the Mets spent all kinds of money and they won. Uh, you know, they, they won, they got into the playoffs, but they got knocked out. The Dodgers, who spent all kinds of money, won, they get knocked out. And we have two teams in the NLCS that didn't even win 90 games in the Phillies and the Padres. For the Dodgers, it's, it's more of a break uh, that, that in, in in the spending, just like a pause, than it is for a lot of other teams who are who are going to say, "All right, now we just watch teams spend an inordinate amount of money and not make it as far as they should." Do we need to spend that kind of money, or should our focus be on let's just be good enough when the season starts, and we'll make whatever adjustments we need to do during the season or at the deadline? We can make a trade for a player. It doesn't always need to be a Juan Soto type transaction where we're bringing an absolute superstar, but we'll make the necessary moves and maybe we'll spend at the deadline to get somebody because that's kind of where the Dodgers are at, right? Look, they spent all kinds of money last year, and look what happened, right? They won the the NL West by twenty two games, and they didn't even make the NLCS. So what did they do this year? They waved goodbye to a lot of guys. There was no big, splashy signings. It was, hey, we feel pretty. They did bring in Noah Syndergaard. They did bring in Thor. His 82-mile-an-hour fastball is going to be fantastic at Chavez Ravine. Well, I mean, you remember him throwing it uh, much harder. So perhaps he can dazzle you and baffle you a little bit. Yeah, no. No, listen, we'll be seeing games of Chavez Ravine going, wow, I can actually see the ball leaving his hand. And it's still waiting. And... Ball one. So this is where the Dodgers are at right now. Okay, were the players out there to go out and get this offseason? Because that's normally what they do. We're going to push. We're going to reload. We're going to bring a star in. We're going to overturn the roster a tiny little bit to bring in a couple of big players. And we have a couple of young players who want to see how they how they respond. Those players weren't there. They were, or they weren't there where they wanted to spend money this offseason. They let Trey Turner go, and, and, and now it's, well, we, we got holes. Hopefully Gavin Lux can fill part of that in the lineup. But that's kind of what, what the Dodgers are doing. It's a pause. and Okay, maybe after this year, it's we're going all in. It's half a billion dollars on Shohei Otani for the next 10 years. 10 years and $500 million, whatever it's going to be. But other teams are looking at it and say, yeah, we're not going to spend now, and I don't know when we're going to spend. Because we, well, because I don't know that it's worth it. We just have to get into the playoffs. We just have to be good enough to be able to make those moves in the middle of the season that don't involve, hey, here's five guys at, at, at $300 million. That's why so many teams hate what Steve Cohen's doing because it goes against the way they want to go with baseball. We don't have that kind of money. So, okay, if it comes back to the pack a little bit for us, that's great. And that's why going with the, outs, the outlier saying, I'll spend all this money, I'll spend all this cash, people are going insane about it. Yeah, it is a little bit just about the Mets in general. I mean, it, it, and and you uh, getting all chesty on the airwaves. Uh, so there'll be a lot of hate watching from uh, the West Coast uh, as to what they've done. But, yeah, it, it does change the, the paradigm. It does change how you go about business, right? We talked about it in the NBA when Mark Cuban came in and started re- refurbishing all of the amenities, you know, to account for the fact that guys were running around at 6'10 and 7 feet. Hey, you need bigger chairs. You're not five five, right? <laughs> All of those kind of things. That it just changes the way you have to do business. And for ownership in any sport, as soon as someone changes it, particularly when the wallet is open, that's the worst thing in the world. Because how many of them claim they lose money every year? Oh, they are, oh I got no money. I got no money. Look, so I'm, I'm Cohen is up my the worst. Th- their worst it. nightmare. Here come my pockets are open. Look, I got no money. Right, but the Mets and the Dodgers are their worst nightmare because the Dodgers can decide to be in at any time, and clearly Cohen has said, I'm open for business (laughs) 24-7. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike. It's Swollen Dome. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family, too. Extraordinary runs in the family. The 2023 Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member is waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. That's MBUSA.com. Well, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. 
Hmm, I don't think Dak Prescott is really happy with what's been going on the last couple of days. Oh, do we have a Dak Prescott hot take coming your way next? Right here from the Tyrac.com studios, this is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search F. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SR to listen live. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. As you all know, we're the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Numero uno. Yeah, and we know why millions of people tune in every week. Yeah. They want to hear us talk sports, not our idiot guests who think they know more about sports than we do. Yeah, listen to these dummies. You don't know crap about sports. Nothing. Uh, you don't know nothing uh, about football. This is the worst thing Wait, I've ever he's been still a part on the line. Off the show. Off the show. You don't know basketball. If you want to hear how sports talk should be done, yeah. listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith and my best friend Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. Still overpaying for a razor in this economy? Gross. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club is available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. Um, there's a lot of quarterback craziness going on. In a oh, few yeah. minutes, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, 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 we'll go into the darkness to try to find Aaron Rodgers. But something really crazy has been going on the last couple of days in Dallas. And I'm telling you this, the Cowboys are getting set to Jordan Love, Dak Prescott. And Dak is in a 
prove it year or they're going to move on from him, right? The last two days, what have you seen? Uh, Cowboys have been linked to C.J. Stroud and Hendon Hooker, right? They've been intrigued by C.J. Stroud. They spent a lot of time talking to Hendon Hooker in the draft process. Now, does this mean they're going to get both of these quarterbacks? C.J. Stroud, probably not. I mean, the guy's going number two overall. The Cowboys aren't going to spend all they need to in in draft capital to get all the way up to number two to get C.J. Stroud. Hendon Hooker? little bit more possibility. This is a guy that could have been a Heisman Trophy winner last year if he didn't get hurt. Uh, he's coming off the injury. Normally would have been maybe a top 10, top 12 pick, but because of that, maybe he's end of the first round, early part of the second round guy. But it doesn't matter. Two days, two stories, this early in the offseason – This is a message to Dak Prescott. Whatever love that the Cowboys had for him, that was really just not not born by anything more than we drafted Dak so we want to give him money, right? They've always valued Dak Prescott way more than any other team. That's because that's what Jerry Jones does. Look, I found Dak Prescott. I want to pay him money. It's so backwards, but that's what they do. Whatever whatever goodwill they had in that unadulterated love, 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 that's gone after the playoff game. After the playoff game and Dak's turnovers, there was a change. Now it's, okay, you know what? Dak's got to prove it or we're moving on. And it's not going to be this year because he's got an insane dead cap hit. He does have a no-trade clause, but no-trade clauses don't mean anything if a team wants to move you. You don't want to play for a team that doesn't want you. So your no-trade clause, yeah, you'll waive it to go to a certain team. So, so that doesn't matter. But in an era when where we're talking about Aaron Rodgers getting traded with a big dead cap hit, certainly you can make the maneuvers needed if you want to trade Dak Prescott. And this is what the Cowboys are doing. They're going to Jordan love him in the offseason. They're going to bring in a quarterback somewhat early in the draft. That's a message saying, okay, it's put up or shut up for you this year. And, and if we get the put up by Dak Prescott, then the Cowboys pat themselves on the back and go, hey, the Packers strategy worked, right? Because, hey, they drafted Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers won two NFL MVPs. If that's the way it works and Dak steps up, awesome. He's hit that next level. But now a little bit of pressure on him is where they're going. And if he doesn't come through, it's going to be we're going to look for a new quarterback. The money we're paying Dak Prescott is not worth what we're getting. We like Hendon Hooker. We like whoever we wind up getting in the draft. And there will be a market for Dak Prescott, someone will want him and think, okay, he's, he's a better version of Derek Carr and Carr's going to go someplace and get paid this offseason. So it all works. The Cowboys are going to wind up Jordan loving him in the offseason, and he's got this year to prove it, or next year it's going to be, we're moving on. Yeah, I mean, we've certainly seen uh, a little bit of a change in stance, Jerry Jones publicly, uh, of how much support Dak gets. Because remember, one of the big criticisms of Jerry over these last couple of decades and notice I say decades, uh, is that he does tend to, to let things linger, even if it doesn't seem to be going from B to C, right? A to B has been great. All right, this guy's got us on a roll. Uh, and then you stay there. We watched it with with Jason Garrett. We watched it with Tony Romo, the player, not Tony Romo, the broadcaster. Because, I mean, now we're talking about a regression uh, and a lot of uh, looking to Jim Nance for guidance. Jim, 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 Jim. Hey, Jim, Jim. Did you see what's happening? Jim, you see what's going on? Jim, 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 Jim. Oh, I miss, I miss Tony Romo. Yeah, I miss that he hasn't been doing anything see how, the last few weeks. See how quickly weeks. that happened? I mean, and he did the Pebble Beach Pro Am and played and all that fun stuff. And you Jim, had that- did you see that shot I made? Jim, Jim, Jim. That shot was huge. Jim, that I just made. And that you had that cool. It was huge. Caddyshack commercial. <laughs> so you, you had a little bit of them there. Uh, but Jones saying that he's committed to drafting a quarterback. And look, one thing that we've been consistent on, uh, you always had your theory of, hey, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round, I'm just drafting quarterbacks and you can have an open competition. I mean, isn't that the best idea, just though? fight it out. Rounds I, four through seven, drafting a quarterback in every round and bringing them in every year. You get drafting four quarterbacks every year. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a great idea. I should be a GM. But just – for me, it's always been a question of we play the waiting game with veteran quarterbacks, and then there's never a succession plan, or you abandon it. You know, Brady, Garoppolo, which was fine, right? It, it worked, and then he, Brady leaves, and, and then you have to go to plan C, uh, maybe which includes bringing Garoppolo back at some point. But you, you look at what the Steelers did with Roethlisberger, there was nobody in waiting. Yeah, they drafted guys, but they didn't draft a guy. With the Chargers, you had Phillip Rivers. And until he started throwing underarm, there really was no succession plan there. (laughs) Right? I mean, but it it lingered into year 14, 15, 16. I said with the Packers at the time, and I stand by it, when they drafted Jordan Love as much as everybody hated it, 
with Aaron Rodgers. When the, he got hurt, they had a really good team, and that season went to hell quickly. You can't let that happen. Your windows are too small. Likewise here with Dallas. They've got other things they need to address. You need to re-up some of the defense. You've got to go and shore up that receiving core. You see a lot of trade whispers for guys, including uh, one with the surname of Diggs, which is interesting. But you need to have another plan at quarterback and, and be ready if this doesn't work. Not to mention, if you can get out from under that prohibitive cap number and start spreading money around again, yeah, Dak's a guy. 23 and 15 ain't getting it done. No, he, he, look, he's been overvalued for his – and that's Dallas's fault. I mean, that's their own – it's their own fault, right? Because everybody – hey, you know, Dak is just kind of okay. He's had a, he had a couple of really good years, but he kind of is comparable to Derek Carr with what he's yeah. done. A couple of really good years, and everything else has been just kind of average and maybe a little bit above. And they finally have seen that. Man, he really held us back. The, the loss in the playoffs changed everything for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys and the direction of the organization. Now we're putting pressure on – we've given him the – gig and told him it's yours it's yours we love you we haven't seen anything so now it's time to put pressure on you and see if you respond that way and that's what the cowboys are doing and and i i, I completely get it you have you got to do something right i mean it's nothing's going to happen this year but this is like the clock is now ticking for dak prescott and if it, it in a year from now it's going to be hey would you trade for dak all the topics every day would you trade for dak prescott is money worth it dak would you want Dak? do you want Dak? that's the way it's going to be twitter at how about a fresca mike at swollen dome coming up next we go into the darkness and find out when we're going to find out about Aaron Rodgers. Fox. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.